0: The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network. Hello, it's the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast.
1: Yeah! The opinions expressed in the Rough House Podcast do not necessarily reflect those of the WWE, Lucha Underground, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, GFW, are they even still a thing? MCW Pro Wrestling, CZW, Nad's Flappy Sack, Marvel Studios, Kellogg's.
0: At the rough
1: house where black people and white people
0: watch wrestling. And Hispanic people too. And all people.
2: Job,
1: yeah. It's too damn much. It's too overlook.
2: damn much. Too many things. Bad week for the Starks, <laughs> in general. Uh, probably. Well, we'll see.
1: I mean, I don't know. We, we don't know which Starks are going to make it out. It, will it be Bran? Will it be uh, Arya? Tony? It be Tony? Yeah. yeah exactly. We don't know.
2: We don't will know. It be Pepper.
1: Uh, Pepper. Yeah, Park? Name Stark. Yeah. I mean, uh, they got married or were getting married. Did they ever say whether or not it happened or if it
2: was going to happen? I don't know. I I, I think I think the I mean the engagement ring that was the thing from homecoming by the way rough right. house podcast oh I'm yeah ready. hi sorry <laughs> that's Kristoff. this is a pro wrestling podcast trust me we'll get to plenty of that shit yeah um there was a the engagement ring at the end of homecoming and i think right. she was wearing it at the top of uh, infinity war yeah, and um, at the
1: beginning of Infinity War when they're in the park and Dr. Strange comes to 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 take Tony to the Sanctum Santorum, he says congratulations on the wedding. Now, I don't know as, as to whether or not the date is coming up or if it happened. Right, I right. I vaguely remember a deleted scene with Happy, uh, the only appearance of Happy that got cut from uh, Infinity War where he was in a golf cart riding around chasing a, uh, a paparazzo trying to get photos of Tony and Pepper in Central Park. But again, I can't remember if the wedding had. Ha- I don't know if they ever established whether or not the wedding had happened or was going to happen.
2: I I have a hunch that's going to get cleared up for us come Thursday.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I watched Infinity War for like the fifth time <laughs> the other day. Just like like I like I needed
2: a primer. I did right, not need right. a primer, but well, the 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 fun part of all of this is, uh and again, pro wrestling podcast. We're we'll going to get, get to the pro wrestling. Don't worry. They know is Thursday. Uh, going to see it taking my wife she Mm -hmm. hasn't watched infinity war yet so we're trying to sneak it in in the next few nights yeah yeah how well she didn't go because you and i saw it in theaters
1: right well i still took my wife afterwards
2: i offered and just (laughs) life did not find a way (laughs) it just did not find a way uh so so i i've been trying to like not spoil the fact that half the cast dies
1: how has she not been exposed to that yet it's been a year
2: i i think when you don't have the understand like the memes and everything all the memes that i've seen basically hit to the idea that you already know what the the dusting means so i think if you don't have the context of oh everyone died then um you know i suppose I also follow a lot of
1: people who tweet about these things, which is why That's I had to fair. mute a lot of words for the next week. That's so. fair.
2: That's fair. Uh, and, uh, all I will say is, uh, I took one for the team. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I did find that, that leak video. Cause I was like, is this real? It's this just full of shit. I mean, it right. maybe. I made it maybe two minutes into the five that it is. And I'm yeah. like, oh shit, it's real. It's real. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't want to learn more. I don't want to learn more.
1: Um, so I'm, I'm trying to go in as raw dog as possible. I, I cut myself off about three weeks ago or so. I've clicked a couple links, but nothing that would be. And it's, it's more like, you know, everybody, every website just updates their list of the rankings. And I always read people's terrible takes on it and, you know, bitch in yeah. my head and grumble about how wrong they are about Thor and, and stuff like that. So I <laughs> can IGN have Thor on like the bottom, like very bottom. He's in like top 10 for me. The first Thor. I love the first Thor.
2: Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you're saying Dark World, sure. I understand. Well, yeah. And and I don't dislike Dark World. by No, any me either. Uh, and if you like this conversation, head to our Patreon yeah. where there's a lot more of this. Yeah, no, um, but <laughs> yeah,, uh, you know, dark world toward the bottom, just as much towards the bottom as I would ever guess that CM Punk would find his way into a wrestling ring again. Oh,
1: we're leading with this, okay. yeah,
2: all right, Chris, if you had said in i'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a a scenario here in like two thousand three, okay? that Steve Austin worked an indie show wearing a Dr. X mask and gave someone a stone cold stunner and left and no one really reacted to it. Right. I would have said you were crazy, but here we are 2019. The mixed martial artist slash professional wrestler, CM Punk pops up at a show and it takes the fed itself to uploading its own video for people to even think that it's him and even they had to be like some punk capital p ran right. in at the end of this match
1: right wink wink nudge nudge and then yeah. yeah so it's some there were maybe 50 people in attendance at this show yeah maybe Probably somewhere in suburban Chicago. I don't know where it was. I didn't pay that much attention. Uh, It was it it
2: was Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh,
1: Milwaukee.
2: Yeah. uh, Here here's why.
1: For the good land. (laughs) Very
2: true. Uh, Here's what I know about the show. um, Run by Silas Young. Uh, it's it's his oh, little setup there. He, okay, all right. That's why he has a connection to it. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, the last show in this building, and I I'm going to forget the name of the building. But basically, uh, Mid American Wrestling, I think the indie fed was called, okay. uh, ran in the late '90s, early 2000s. Ran out of there. That's where Punk got to start. Cabana ah. got a start. A Steel trained them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Gotcha. So that's why. Punk would pop up because it's the last time you know. Like I think the building's getting demolished or something like that. Sure, sure. Um, so it's the last time a wrestling show was ever going to happen in that building. So yes. okay, I get it. CM Punk runs in, does it to do because of his history and blah 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 blah. Uh, not the best go to sleep I've seen him throw. No, no,
1: that was more akin to his MMA punches than anything yeah. we saw him do up in the up in WWE back in the day. But yeah. you know what? Um, it's
2: weird (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, incredibly weird
1: totally out of out of nowhere and i i understand why the show uh the people the small number of people at the show shut up um (laughs) were maybe thinking you know what the hell because it's been it's become pretty much a meme and a joke that oh punk's never returning to wrestling yeah
2: it's been five years
1: Right. And, you know, of course, after this happened and went viral, somebody dug up a clip of him saying on some show, um, if I ever return to wrestling, it'll be in a mask in some podunk town or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's the loose quote. That's not a hundred percent quote there. Um, pretty,
2: pretty close to what he said. Yeah.
1: Right. So, you know, but, you know, if I'm at, if I'm at MCW, which yes. again is bigger than I could imagine this, whatever this vet is, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I'm an MCW and I see somebody run in with a mask and and do a sloppy GTS, I'm not thinking that is actually him. I'm thinking that maybe it's somebody trying to get some heat on himself to think that it's him or something like that.
2: Right. Right. Or it's going to be like whoever the next local top heel is or some local guy who people know coming back from an injury or or, Justin. Yeah. Or Justin. (laughs) You know what? Could have been Justin. Yeah, (laughs) still could have been Justin. I don't don't know uh, where he he was. was
1: He was doing he he was doing a uh, a murder mystery in Bethesda on Saturday. He has an Ah, alibi, airtight. ah,
2: There we go. (laughs) So
1: it was not Justin, not Schlegel,
2: (laughs) not Schlegel. It was Justin Uh, Thoreau. I just want to say though, if he's listening, and he's not, but if he is listening, (laughs) just might want to do that at the MCW show on Saturday. Just run on out there. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I turned into Foghorn Leghorn for a second. (laughs) I'll say, I'll say, boy. (laughs) Yeah
1: put a mask on and go to sleep somebody
2: <laughs> yeah it w- it'll work
1: really well well you know what so he of course you know he does this and it's probably for the nostalgia pop and doing something left and the last time in one building that you know held an emotional attachment to him so then everybody's like oh punk's coming back punk's coming back Punk's aew, punk's- A-E-W yeah.
0: baby see a punk they're gonna take down the mcmahon they're gonna do it right.
1: they're gonna do it oh god can we stop with this like no no it's never gonna stop
2: like um let them succeed or fail on their own terms And yet came out that apparently cm punk was the first guy tony khan wanted to grab well, it wasn't jericho it wasn't the bucks it wasn't cody it was punk he's, he's a businessman why wouldn't he yeah. yeah of course he has a name yeah. and he's on the outs so if and his you, MMA career didn't really set the world on fire. No, no, still not. He's and, part of a uh, BJJ tournament, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu tournament over the weekend. Hey, he placed third, third out of three. Uh, he
1: came in third. Okay. He placed. He came in third. <laughs> Sorry. I'll never stop shitting on CM Punk. Sorry, Moose, and all the Mark Marks, uh, Punk Marks out there. Um,
2: I like Punk. I like Punk as a professional I liked wrestler. Punk. <laughs> Phil Brooks a human being the more and more that we learn about him through the actions that he's uh that he's caused since yeah. leaving professional wrestling not a great guy not so much not not really cool
1: not as big a fan of that guy but you know what no, no
2: good for him
1: maybe you know there's a possibility that this kind of you know scratched an itch for him and maybe he'll feel like he's missing something and maybe he'll feel like he wants to get back into it it's certainly not impossible it's not very probable no um but you know what stranger things have happened in the past week alone yeah uh then then that just happening right there so you know what phil if you're listening i know you are
2: yeah do what you got to do bro right. yeah exactly you want you want to go out and have fun and work a pro wrestling match in front of 25 people do that I'd look i'm not gonna tell you not to if you want to just never do any of that and just enjoy your hot wife and you're less so but still existing millions of dollars hey good on you have fun with that so hot just live your life and and you know what i I lean towards the idea of this was a last bit of nostalgia thing for him. Yeah. I I, I don't think he's going to pop up at PWG or he's going to be, he's going to take ring of of honor back to MSG or any of the other bullshit that people immediately wanted to spin. Um, But you know, Joe
1: cough. I'm sending a DM right now though.
2: Oh sure. Undoubtedly. (laughs) Now the problem is he's sending it to the CM punk role player accounts because he doesn't understand Twitter. (laughs) and they're responding it's gonna get real weird
1: it's gonna be great you're gonna have yeah. some guy looking like me show up. i'm like yeah i'm punk
2: yeah y'all work i'm a worker yeah. i'm a worker brother
1: <laughs> i'm a good brother let's go <laughs> brother brother ah oh, christ so yeah you got any <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. but HB hey shizzle taught me that hey i I don't blame Punk for shaking it up. And speaking of shakeups this week. Man, come on. <laughs> I know. That's not my best work. Yes. Um, come on. <laughs> we, we had to get to it. Look, we're recording this on Monday. And uh, thanks, everybody, for your patience. Um, Raw will have probably happened since you heard this. So Damn we're.
1: Zombie Jesus ruining everything.
2: I, I know. Right. Um I every time I drove past a sign because I uh, yesterday my wife and I were driving back from Delaware, which is where my in-laws are. Uh, in Delaware. Uh, so there are a lot of he is risen signs at a point. It just sounds like a threat. <laughs> I just want to make that oh, clear. Oh, motherfucker, he's risen. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, it goes from like, oh, how cool to oh, shit. He's back.
1: <laughs> Get your affairs in order.
2: That reminds me. Unrelated, I saw a billboard with a message that really confused me. Uh, it was for uh, like a local scrapyard, and it said, "Jesus recycles people. We recycle cars." Okay, I'm not
1: really sure the correlation
2: I, there. I missed that entire section of the Bible where <laughs> he's just like smush, smush, crunch. You're now a reusable plastic bag. I don't remember
1: that. <laughs> yeah, pretty sure uh, that that kind of lends itself towards reincarnation, which is a big no-no in Christianity, actually. So pretty sure that yeah. billboard's wrong.
2: Yeah, yeah. Saw it twice. Okay. I can confirm it's what it said, and both times weirded me out. Um, is it as good as
1: the step-in-time chimney sweep uh, billboard that's <laughs> here
2: around town here? No, no, no. Here is good. Nowhere near.
1: It well, looks like a soccer hooligan in like Dick Van Dyke's <laughs> hat from Mary Poppins, trying to like be a chimney sweep. I'm like, what the fuck is happening here? We well,
0: sure you need me to clean your chimney. I'm gonna get in there with <laughs> some pipe cleaners attached to a bloody
2: broom, and I'm gonna shove it up there real nice. It's gonna clean your fucking chimney, you cunt. All right. Next next thing we need to do, Chris, when when we finally have the shits of this podcast, which is coming, I'm sure. Uh if not us, really or the as is. So, uh, yeah. if, um, we need to write our chimney sh- chimney sweep script and get it right into the hands of Guy Ritchie. We need the guy richie <laughs> chimney <laughs> Suite <laughs> Suite movie. Yeah. The world's just been waiting for.
1: Ford with Guy Pierce. Yes. I need the guys. I need some guys. Yes. <laughs> I need the guys to work yeah. together here. Come on, guys. <laughs>
2: Oh, <laughs> and we need some French ones. We need we need a guy in there too.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Tori, the comedian. Yeah, at him in there too. <laughs> it be great.
2: Oh, and Guy Fieri, of course. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. By the way, for those who don't have access to the video version, Chris, are you drinking wine? Yeah. That's very pro- prim and proper of you. Yeah, You got a problem with that? No, no. You just classed up this podcast a good 20%. It, it was like a $4 bottle of wine.
1: So I wouldn't even... It's barely even classified as wine.
2: Fair point. But it's got anyway, alcohol.
1: so Which is the key element here. There is that. So, so circling back to the shakeup.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess we don't get to use any of our experience jokes at this
1: point. But yeah, i, I like pretty yeah, much hammered yeah. him into the ground.
2: god bless you for it though well, i i i looked at I was, the comments and i'm just like wow he just went yep 12 for 12 on that one good I for him
1: in an airport in fucking tampa for four hours on tuesday so i had nothing to do but do internet uh, lollygags and make fun of the Viking experience. So um, I was not over it. I still wasn't over it until the what happened this afternoon where their name apparently has been changed again. So if you missed yeah. the story, which I doubt you did, but just as a quick rehash, the superstar shakeup happened and we had a debut from NXT on Raw last Monday. It was... Uh, The War Raiders, Hansen and Rowe. However, it was not the War Raiders, Hansen and Rowe. It was the Viking Experience, Eric, that's Mm E-R-I-K, and Ivar, I-V-A-R. I think Ivar was
2: Rowe? No, Uh, Ivar was Hansen. Uh, Yeah, and Eric Eric is Rowe, which is confusing because they have an Eric Rowan on the roster too, although he's just Rowan just Rowan now. Yes, correct. Anyway, as of this afternoon and presumably on Raw tonight, by the time you've listened to this and unfortunately watched that, they <laughs> are, according to WWE.com, the Viking Raiders. Better, I'll, closer, I'll, warmer. I'll take it. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, you know, like-
1: <laughs> as, as stupid as the Viking experience was just in how it sounded and in how unnecessary it was and how certain people road dog tried to justify it mick foley of all people uh it was it was it was a bit much i'm like come on th- there's no justification for this it's some slapdick stupid bullshit.
2: i think somebody's legends deal was about to be up and i think somebody else wanted to make sure they had a job after leaving the smackdown writing staff anyway <laughs> anyway like it it the, the thing that was so weird was like all the stories that came out afterwards that apparently uh, the, the Viking experience wasn't even the writer's recommendation of the name. They they came up with the Berserkers. Not terrible. Not my favorite. And apparently fucking Roe is the one who's like, how about the Viking experience? Oh,
1: no, I didn't hear that part. Why would he say that?
2: I don't know. I you don't, don't say know. Shit Like
1: that around Vince. Yeah, it doesn't he- matter with you, right?
2: These look, these are people who professionally have massive head trauma, so it's just getting <laughs> demonstrated in front of us. But we've landed on something that's better, if not actually that good. Um, and really, that's kind of how I felt about the, the shakeup as a whole. And and you know, between both nights, there really weren't any scenarios, was like, oh, great person's going to show like throughout the entire experience i was just kind of left like oh okay oh all right the only one that that sounded even interesting to me was andrade being moved over to raw right and that's been changed already
1: right yeah so (laughs) all right well we'll get into the specifics specifics of it wine's already kicking in here's here's the problem it was with the presentation of it it had no drama. It had no direction. It was just, oh, okay. Finn Balor's out, and he's gonna face uh, somebody he hasn't faced before. We'll see after the commercial break. And I, you know, you want to pull through and get people to come through the commercial break and come back and see who it is. And it was Andrade and Zelina Vega, which was great, and the match was really fun. And Andrade went over, so that was good. Yeah. But the problem was, first of all, you started out with uh, Steph. And Shane for uh unnecessary 15 minutes at the beginning of the show talking about the shakeup and whatever, but then they don't have any hand in the rest of the shakeup. Like yeah, the, the shakeup itself, I like the idea of people switching brands. That's good, that's fresh, that's needed. However, if you're gonna change people don't just have it be random person's music hits have some kind of you know trade or stake or not like stakes and weights but like some kind of stakes involved um something uh, and i i don't want a a tangible
2: presentation
1: right i don't want to default to an authority figure because that's kind of played out but But that's
2: what was so baffling is i remember the the early days of the draft yeah where it was done like an actual draft you had in, whether it was the first one when it was Vince and Ric Flair yeah. or in later years where it was like Stephanie and Eric Bischoff, they came out and they made their picks and it right. felt like there was a strategy to it. And the other thing was not everyone was a given to stay on their brand. In this instance, it just kind of felt like everyone's going to be on their show unless we tell you otherwise.
1: Right. Yeah. There Which were no- already
2: like eliminated the stakes.
1: Right, there were there were no like explanations either. And Michael Cole even seemed confused, you know, half the time. Like, you know, they had Lars Sullivan show up on Raw, so we were, we assumed he would was then a Raw superstar. But then he shows up on SmackDown the next night, and then they're saying he's a SmackDown superstar. Well, which fucking one is it? Right, you know, right. And the same thing uh, happened. Was, this happened with somebody else. I don't remember who else it was who showed up on both shows. But it was just, it was just too. It was. Not focused enough. You know, the initial pop of seeing somebody new come out, seeing Rey Mysterio come out was fun uh yeah. on Raw. And he got a big pop. And a lot of those things got pops, but it, it just it, it lacked focus and direction and, and rules and boundaries. And it was just a confusing fucking mess.
2: I, I don't typically advocate for WWE having more storytelling uh, outside of the ring than in right. the ring. Yeah. But it felt like that's what hampered this. There wasn't the idea of I'm so-and-so I r- run Monday night raw and to stake my claim as Monday night raw is the best show on television. I want blah. Oh, you have blah. That's awesome. Screw you. I'm from SmackDown live. We're the greatest show on television. I'm going to take blah. And like the, the the whole back and forth of that. I mean, it's as exciting as a match that you see happen. And yeah, there just wasn't any of that. I mean, even, even with the two shows as they happened, I still had to fucking look at like recaps online to understand, wait, who's where now? And even that doesn't matter because we're getting additional changes here on Monday afternoon into evening. Yeah, and even weren't there some
1: that uh happened online afterwards? After yeah, the show? yeah. You know, even late last week, here's my thing. If if you can have Survivor Series be the one night of the year where SmackDown and Raw face each other, then why not work that into this thing too? If you can have authority figures picking teams there, why can't you have them picking teams here? It's just it's consistency. Uh, it's it's number one, man. You you gotta you gotta be consistent with the things, not just you know because you can write your way out of anything, at least on paper. Uh, maybe not an execution doesn't mean that you should. Um, you know just. Think some things out and have it have the presentation in mind. It, it just felt, you know, unexciting. This was the first Raw I watched live in a while, probably since Raw 25. It yeah. uh, was the last time I watched a full three hours of Raw live on Monday night because I don't have fucking cable. Um, so I always watched a Hulu cut if I watch it at all. Um, but, you know, sitting through it <laughs> live, <laughs> I give you guys a lot of fucking credit to do it every week because it is a fucking chore.
2: Yeah, it's it's not great. Um, I'm I'm pulling up the full list right now of of who went where, uh, just so we can talk about uh, you know the the makeup of the shows now uh, on Raw, and, and this is this is from WWE.com as of last Tuesday, um, so some things have actually changed. We'll talk about those in a minute on Raw. Uh, AJ Styles, uh, The Miz, Ricochet, Alistair Black. The aforementioned Viking Experience slash Raiders, uh, Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, Jimmy and Jay, The Usos, Naomi, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Cedric Alexander. Uh, The part that was strangest to me was EC3 and Lacey Evans, and actually probably for that, uh, Mark, uh, Alistair Black and Ricochet, it being kind of a thing like, oh, they're on Raw now. And it's like they haven't not been on Raw because they haven't decided where the hell they're going.
1: Right, exactly. And it, again, some of that, I guess, does some of that change? Yeah, Black oh, yeah.
2: changed. Yeah, Black changed, Lena Vega changed, Andrade changed, because surprise, they're all raw superstars now, which I'm okay with. Uh, you know, I, I, as much as I really like the the ricochet Alistair Black duo, I think there's more upside to them as individual stars. Agreed. Uh, and we've seen them go for and fail at earning all three tag titles. So, yeah. you know,
1: yeah, within Time the span of a week.
2: Yeah, yeah. No,
1: put them in the history books.
2: Yeah, not in a good way. Yeah, um, USO's on Raw feels like a good bit of shaking up because yes, they've been SmackDown really. guys for forever. So uh,
1: from the new day, a little bit. You know, it's it's as much as great as those matches were. They happened right. a lot. So yeah, USOs really uh, should run that entire Raw. Tag division. I'm looking forward to Viking Raiders versus Usos. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Revival versus Usos. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, I'll watch fucking Usos versus Hawkins and Ryder at this point. You know, yeah, no, sounds fun. You know, get get the things going. Um, but we also had unceremonious breakups of factions mm-hmm. throughout the S- Superstar Shakeup. We had Eric Young being announced in a graphic uh, yeah. to be a Raw Superstar, um, and then. We've heard nothing about Nikki Cross. Well, she was never really associated with Sandy on the main roster anyway, but we still yeah. haven't heard anything about Nikki Cross. We're not I, sure I where think, she's in it. I
2: think I saw something uh, online that she's part of SmackDown Live.
1: Okay. All right. I mean, yeah. I know she was, but still, I
2: feel like... still weird because Alexander Wolf. congratulations. You're at NXT UK. Later, buddy. You know what, dude? Just to sidetrack over there, I fucking love Walter having his
1: stable. Spoiler oh, alert yeah. for the NXT uh, yeah. tape at UK tapings. Uh, Alexander Wolfe, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner uh, have debuted as Walter's, uh, Walter's goons, his henchmen yes. in the a period. new stable, which is a great fucking name. Yes. Also a name of a great uh, machine head song from Through the Ashes of Empires 2005, I want to say. Um, but um, yeah, I, I love it. You know, I extol the virtues of Walter very much when we talked about uh, The Last Takeover. Yeah. And the fact that the fact that he's now full-on final boss, where now you have to go through these henchmen before you get to him, and all those henchmen are great too. I oh like yeah, Marcel Bartel, I like Fabian Eichner, and I like uh, Alexander Wolf. So I I'm, might have to start watching NXT UK now. Like that—that that might be the thing to hook me.
2: It is a fun show. It's a really easy show to watch. It's yeah. not as good as NXT proper. And NXT this week was a fucking banger, but we'll yeah, talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but it's it's a very good show. But really, the, the only people that I, I see from this group that really got a, a big uh, or will be getting a big push out of this are The Miz. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if they don't fuck it up, which I realize is saying a lot, Cedric Alexander could have a real high upside on Raw. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the one thing that they're acting like is a big to-do but doesn't really feel like one, though, is AJ Styles. Like, I, I already kind of feel like I'm a little over AJ Styles against anyone on Raw. I mean, I know it's like, oh, you can have AJ versus Seth or AJ versus McIntyre or AJ versus uh, Baron Corbin, but it feels like we just did that. I I don't know. There There isn't a lot there where I'm like, oh, man, AJ Styles is going to go against person
1: yeah, I, I feel like it could uh i'm pretty excited for it um just because they are different people because you know aj fell in the cycle throughout his year plus of being wwe champ Of he really only had like a handful of opponents <laughs> over the course of a year yeah. uh between brian and orton and joe uh and that's pretty much it and nakamura those are pretty yeah. much the four people he fought all of the last year so just seeing him in there mixing it up with uh you know with Rick Ricochet is one mm-hmm. that, that could be great. I know they're both kind of faces right now, but you also um have the uh, I don't know if you want to do anything to the club. They're probably not re-signing at this point, allegedly. Yeah, and,
2: and I think uh and Gallows, Gallows and Ballows, Anderson
1: Ballows went to Baller went to Smackdown now. And I so. think
2: Gallows and Anderson are still on Smackdown.
1: Right, so that's out of the
2: I don't I don't know. I don't know what you do with games <coughs> But me. there's there's possibility for
1: fresh matchups at least. Yeah. Um, Miz, you know, as Great as he's been as a babyface, I think that there's some, uh, you know, some interesting things. Put put neck and uh, McIntyre in a program
2: that can, could be fun, I that be could be for that, fun.
1: you know, pretty much anybody versus Baron Corbin's a snorefest. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, again, at least for now, they're fresh matchups. Um, and then you know, to, to float over to the people that have ended up on the SmackDown side of things, yeah. So, Andrade and Zelina initially announced for Raw, but earlier today it came out that they're back on the SmackDown side. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know whether or not that was a Charlotte Power move uh, or Well, not.
2: Uh, according to PW Insider just a little bit ago, they said it was actually Fox who asked for it because oh. uh, they recognize that there are no big Hispanic names on SmackDown now. So uh and they want to make Andrade a guy who does promos for uh Fox Deportes, uh, and all their Spanish language programming. I love it. Let him be the
1: the face of Latino America on SmackDown. I think that's great. He's a he's a top-tier uh performer. Zelina can handle the promos, he can you know go out there, say a couple words look pretty. They're both hey, hey, he cut a fire
2: Spanish promo on Raw on Monday. Don't know a damn word he said, but it's not great yeah. No, I was into it. I yeah, didn't understand it, but hot fucking fire. Um. Also, SmackDown. Uh, Roman Reigns is a lot of people suspected yep, Finn Balor, which I think is actually really good to get him out of the Raw mix. Uh, Elias, okay, Bailey, which seemed to get a pretty mixed reaction uh, from the uh, the live crowd. In uh, yes. Well, apparently, uh,
1: and I read the that the reasoning that people think that she got booed was because you know Bliss was out doing her thing, but then Ember Moon came out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) and people Mm -hmm. got all excited expecting a one-on-one match, and then Bailey came out and kind of ruined that. So that's why she got the heat. I don't think they dislike Bailey, and I'm sure once they get back into the States, I'm not sure where they are tonight, but I'm sure Bailey will be at least uh, more over than she was in Montreal.
2: One certainly hopes. Uh, Ember Moon, as you mentioned, Kyrie Sane getting called up. Turns out the uh, surprise duo from Paige was Kyrie Sane and Asuka, which sounds like a fucking great duo. Um, Yeah, I'm – look, I – I know that there are reasons behind this
1: move., mm-hmm. um, but for everything that Oscar has accomplished as a solo performer, and I'm not I don't I don't mean to say to be stuck in a tag team, mm-hmm. but to be in a tag team right now, and, you know, there's still all this talk about women's wrestling and everything. I feel like it's, it's a wee bit of a disservice to her, um, but that being said, her and Kyrie Sane should make a great tandem, and I'm sure leaving Io Shirai down at NXT for a reason to finally be mm-hmm. the one to take down uh, Shayna two time um, makes a whole lot of sense. Um, but um, but yeah, you know, I, I just I feel I, I do feel for Oscar a little
2: bit. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see how it turns out. Cause this just kind of, uh, reeks of like 32nd defeat of the iconics to me. Like, I, I feel like they're, they're going to end up with the tag belts real fast. Um, okay. Then I'll shut up, but we'll see, uh, Lars Sullivan, buddy Murphy, which yeah. uh, again, I think that's a huge opportunity for him. Yep. Um, Liv Morgan. Okay. Uh, Chad Gable, yes. Chad Gable on paper has a huge upside Going solo again. I feel like they're just going to be like, well, we'll put him with Shelton Benjamin again.
1: No, you need to let him go out there solo and wreck some shit. You know, um, if Joe... If rumors are believed to be believed that Joe with the U.S. title is coming over... Um, to the Raw way. side? No. Well, Balor took the U.S. Balor, if Balor the, took the
2: IC, IC title. Down, Joe's down. going to Raw with the U.S.
1: Right. Okay. So then you have... Uh yeah, put put fucking Gable and, and Balor in a program.
2: Yeah. How about that? I, I'm absolutely into that. And hey I'm writing it, this shit as we go. Come it on. breaks up the glorious Chad, so that works for me. Yeah. Ceremonies
1: um, and the glorious Chad. I'm I'm okay with it.
2: Uh Apollo Cruz. Okay. okay. Uh let's see. Mickey James. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Otis and Tucker. Uh, get moved over to the SmackDown side, which probably is for the best with them. Although I think they're just going to be used for comedy segments with the new day.
1: And I'm fine with that. You know what? Put them in the ring every now and then. Let Otis do the, uh, the Caterpillar. Um, Let them get the pop for that. You know, those guys aren't going to be a hall of fame caliber workhorse tag team
2: uh by you, any means you say that now but the hall of fame class of 2035 is really gonna need people <laughs> already they're stretching they got fucking be 40 wells it'll be yeah. christian's
1: year 20, <laughs> brother Really, uh paul smackage will get in before, uh, before christian does um but yeah and then apparently alistair black coming over yeah. as well um maybe because Zelina Vega came over? I don't know. They they were pretty good about swapping married couples uh together. Mm-hmm. So they only went over with Jimmy John Uso, uh whichever one I still can't tell them apart. Um they're twins. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy John. Uh yeah. so they they're, they're twins and
2: they're freaky fast. I understand. Right. Yeah,
1: they deliver they deliver five-star uh Samoan drops. That's what they Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah, that's Chris drinking wine for those of you listening to the audio version. I, I enjoy the fact that you can tell the wine content as the show goes on. That's going uh, to by the way. Uh, oh, I, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the whole, though, you know, yeah, oh surprise, man. surprise, Smackdown, probably going to wind up better in this. But it's, it's just strange that based on at least local advertising. I don't know if you saw this, Chris, uh, according to local advertising, yeah. stream rules promising us the exact same shit we've seen a million times before. Cause it sounds like the top matches are going to be Seth Rollins defending against Baron Corbin, AJ Styles against Drew McIntyre, which could be fun. Yeah. Uh, uh, Oh God, who's this? I, I didn't catch you the SmackDown title match is going to be, but, um, they're apparently doing Roman Reigns against Randy Orton.
1: Oh, man. Wow. That's a bummer. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Uh, Well, you know, they have, they have, they have new toys to play with. Uh, they you do, know, and I, I always I try to be optimistic. Oh uh, yeah, when when I can in regards to these things. And you know, there's some really fun feuds that could happen on paper. There's some new faces, people switched over. There's there's possibilities here to make for exciting things, and then the next. The next pay-per-view is what money in the bank. And that's only four, three, three weeks away. I think at this point,
2: something like that, so they,
1: and they've announced, um, I think nothing so far,
2: uh, yeah, before. not, not a single match. Although I guess we're going to start the build, uh, these splits, uh, tonight and tomorrow night. Um, one of the things that, that is interesting in these post shakeup shakeups that we're getting, yeah. this I think could be the X factor for raw Cesaro going solo.
1: Yeah, 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 he he got tossed the raw. Um uh
2: I guess Sheamus is out mm-hmm, for apparently concussion or or something like that. There there are two major injuries right now that are hush hush. One yeah. is Sheamus and the other more worryingly is Daniel Bryan. Yeah. We have nothing been said yet. about him. Yeah. Um we I'm definitely worried about that. Sure, yeah. I mean, we were all worried uh this entire time uh-huh. that something was going to happen with Daniel Bryan, whether it was his first match at WrestleMania last year or through to this match, but he kept defying the odds, defying the odds, defying the odds. And I have to say, I'm worried that the odds caught up with him.
1: The the lack of any kind of information is what's really disheartening at this point you know yeah usually if it's something they'll say oh you know somebody uh, is having a shoulder situation and they'll be back in a couple of weeks or whatever we've heard zilch and that is that's troublesome and worrisome which i uh, well aside from feeling terrible for daniel bryan because daniel bryan's amazing I feel real sorry for Rowan cuz if yep. something happens to Daniel Bryan at this point Rowan is fucking lost in the shuffle uh because his his partner in crime is Broski asked and was has not yet been granted his release but has uh publicly asked mm-hmm. for his release that being Luke Harper last uh last Tuesday I believe
2: yeah um, uh right uh, shortly after the smackdown shakeup was done yeah. uh Harper that you know, went to the web and he put a little note out there saying they don't want to do anything with me. Uh, I don't want to sit around and collect money and do nothing. Yeah. Um and based off of that match he had at Worlds Collide, like he's still got something to give to the business here. Oh yeah. Uh that was I, a great match. Yeah. Uh him and uh Dijakovic. If you haven't checked Dijakovic. it out, it's on the on the WWE network. Go ahead and check that out. Uh the Worlds Collide show that aired. Uh, Sunday before last. Yeah, um, the
1: the breeze and um um Roddy Strong match was also really fun.
2: I also liked uh, what was the three way? It was ACH. Sanity. Oh no! Uh, it was there was a three way with maybe the, no that was on the the Other Worlds Collide show that they aired after NXT. Um, the they split up the different tapings. Oh, I didn't from, realize the
1: second one had come out yet.
2: Yeah, they're they're airing the subsequent tapings after NXT. Ah. Uh, there was a three-way with Ligero, ACH, and I want to say Kalisto.
1: Okay. Um,
2: That was really, really fun. That's some to um, dos Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're in front of a crowd that could give less of a shit, but uh, <laughs> there's some fun fucking matches on this taping. So recommend you check them out because I feel like they're going to be slept on. Yeah. Um, Harper is a guy that 100% should be a bigger star than he is. One of my f- favorite... Uh, runs in recent memory in wwe was that i think was what late 2014 or late 2015 run where he and ziggler were going back and forth over like the, the ic, IC title. title yeah that yeah. was great and they had a sick ladder match too yep. yeah uh i i really enjoyed that i liked the idea of harper of just being this crazy killing machine just this you know nearly seven foot tall monster who can nail big boot but also like move super quick and is crazy agile like yeah uh, it, it was, it was so intense to see him, you know, get unleashed like that. And the fact that that guy never got into a place of being kind of a, and, and I know I use this analogy a lot because I think it's a good spot for guys to be used. It's kind of that modern day cane spot where you yeah. aren't the top heel but you're a guy who gets in the mix of title shots and all that to fill right. in, you know, the, the between mania and summer slam doldrums, why he was never that guy. I, I don't really understand.
1: Yeah. He had a cup of coffee, um, at least trying for mm-hmm. uh, the title on SmackDown. I think it was against styles during styles run. Yeah. Um, yeah. He had like a title match or a number one contender match or something like that, or maybe both. Uh, I think it was mid last year, perhaps after. Yeah. After yeah. mania. Yeah. I think, um, so yeah, he's definitely. You know, he had a cup of coffee there and did really great. And We were all rooting for him, but it just didn't happen. And Bludgeon Brothers, um, well, it was after, because uh, Rowan got injured after they yeah. won the titles at Mania last year. Yeah. So then Rowan got injured. He had his cup of coffee and then he was like, well, they're not going to do anything with me with this. And then he got uh, a couple injuries taken care of and then came back. Rowan came back at Rumble to help Brian and and Harper was cleared since early February. And, you know, in two and a half months, they didn't do anything with him. So he's like, all right, I'm out. So good, f- yeah. good for you, man. Um, I hope he ends up somewhere, you know, where he gets a lot of eyes on him. I'm not sure what his uh, actual situation is when his contract is up. Um, I know he was asked for his release. Uh, no word on whether it's been granted or not. But um, you know, I would imagine somebody at AEW. Uh, I know they're don- they're not in the business of picking up a lot of WWE rejects, but uh, he's a guy that I think, uh, like you said, has a lot of upside and could really mm-hmm. help uh help build that brand.
2: Yeah. And, and he strikes me as a guy where like, I don't know if, if they got just to throw out a name, if they got Zack Ryder, Zack Ryder has so much WWE history that you will see AEW is an also written right in, in the case of, uh, Harper, he's the type of guy that if AEW gave a shot. He would come off as a guy who could have been, but never was. Right, and and it you know it's that sort of resurgent thing like they used to do in ECW all the time, where you have these guys get the the second lease on life. I mean, hell, uh, if I'm Ring of Honor, I'd consider bringing him in.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I'm sure he's getting some calls and messages from a whole bunch of people. You know, Impact. You know is actually, oh yeah. You know has a pretty impressive uh, talent roster right now. Yeah, in their, in, in their own respects. So I'd pay to
2: see Harper versus Pentagon in a heartbeat. How
1: do you think? I wonder if he has any interest in going to Japan.
2: Uh, I think he'd fit in well. I mean, he kind of looks like Bruiser Brody anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if there would be an interest from new japan in him though i no, i guess they do have a lot of foreigners right now and i don't know like how full that pool is uh granted they they lost four name foreigners right uh but they they still have a lot going on so i don't know um but again you tell me i'm gonna get ishii versus harper i'm i'm there like Hell yeah brother that, that sounds amazing to me. Uh, but it is interesting to see how many people have asked for their release in recent memory, how many people have been given their release. Because yeah. uh, Harper just is another name on the pile. You also have uh, Maria and Mike Kanellis. uh, You have uh, The Revival. You have... Um, allegedly Sasha Banks. Allegedly Sasha Banks, although her hopes and dreams of being chatted up about the internet got killed by other news coming out this week. Sorry, Sasha. Yeah. Um, uh ty dillinger like everybody is asking for the release not everybody's getting it but it's very interesting like i I think i saw a list of something like 12 14 different people have asked to be let go and one of the more prominent ones we found out about on saturday night as gold dust officially no longer part of the wwe for the first time in a very long time uh dustin is going on his own for one last ride and he will be going against his brother cody at double or nothing for aew
1: i think that's a great idea i I love that match there's you know family history there's there's a whole lot of uh uh different strains going into that story and Mm -hmm. you know kind of a a further passing of the baton to the next you know next roads guy. I, I, I really like the match. And you know, Goldie has really gotten him or Dustin, I guess at this point can't really use Goldust anymore. Um who's coming to MCW too, by the way. Yes, this Saturday. Um, yeah. So so there's that. Um but he really you know he had some some dark days uh, after mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the first gold dust run. You know, kind of fell in some hard times, got his shit together, got in great shape, came back. And since he came back, I guess he's been back for like, what, five or six years at this point,
2: right? Four or five years. Yeah, because I'm trying to remember when the the Rhodes Brothers and then the Stardust and Goldust runs were. Um, I just remember the incredible matches against the Shield and fucking... Cold dust busting out Yoshi Tonics on Raw. Like yeah. j- just the the craziness of that. A, a four, you know, 40 going into 50s, Dustin Rhodes pulling out, you know, all sorts of crazy shit. And uh I will say on paper, I wasn't entirely excited because that was the guess a lot of people had. Yeah, that it was gonna end up being Cody versus Dustin. I wasn't super excited, but that guy could still kind of promo. Mm -hmm. And he sold me on it. Like uh, if you haven't watched the, the road to double or nothing episode, they released on Saturday night. uh, It's worth it just for the promo. He cut.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No dude. Definitely. uh, Definitely has a ton of talent. And I think, you know, Obviously, if if we're if we're thinking about how this is going to go, Cody's going to go over and oh, it'll be very course. emotional. Of but course. you know, Dustin will get his shit in, um, and they'll cry, and it'll I'll probably cry. Uh, <laughs> yes, it'll it'll be a big emotional sort of thing. It's you know, it's kind of like what they did with with All In. There's a whole bunch of different storylines and a whole bunch of different matches, and mm-hmm. this is a very old school sort of um, storyline and match uh, that is going to, you know, bring out a little bit of emotion. uh, Very akin
2: to the Cody, Nick Aldis match from all in.
1: Exactly. Right. That's, that's exactly what I was going for there. So yeah, uh, I I think, I think that's good. Um, AEW, uh, picked up a couple other names uh, Yeah week uh, as well.
2: Looking at the list I have here uh, Seema from Dragon yep. Gate and Toramon fame officially signed A deal for AEW The old Dragon Gate Mark and me was Very excited to see that as he and uh, Kenny Omega are going to be Headlining the July 13th Jacksonville Show the fight for the fallen show Right um, they are Hinting towards having Signed the Super Smash Brothers Of Chikara and Canadian Indie wrestling fame uh they're best known here in the states for having a crazy uh tables ladders and chairs match with the young bucks back in pwg before they lost their ability to come into the united states (laughs) how did that happen uh well uh you can't come into the states unless you have a visa to do so from canada and they didn't and they just kept going over the border and eventually got their ability revoked um Gotcha, gotcha gotcha they uh according to today's episode of being the elite have signed leva bates and peter okay. avalon uh both as the librarian i still don't get what this librarian thing is supposed to be
1: so who's peter avalon i don't know this guy
2: Uh he is uh a california indies guy
1: okay all right
2: that's the, that's the best i really have for you
1: kind of seems like they're gonna do some kind of intergender match between the two if they're gonna be fighting for who the librarian is maybe wouldn't be
2: but i still don't get what the idea of the librarian
1: even I, is. I haven't been following being the elite i'm sorry
2: yeah I, I i don't get it they also announced signing of this tag team called private party i'm sorry i forgot the names of the individuals they kind of remind me a lot of street, street profits, profits. yeah, that's yeah. What I, I did a double take when i saw their photo. I was like, whoa, yeah. wait, wait a second
1: wait a second yeah hey uh, they want to sign street profits i'm all for it hell yeah man um yeah I, I don't know anything about those guys um so they're starting to starting to reach into the the, the deep coffers of the Indies to pull out some people I'm not uh, super familiar with, but and hey, I'm
2: fine with it. That's what this needs to be.
1: Sure. Yeah. You know, you got to build people. Not everybody's going to come in and be an A-lister. You need bottom card guys. You need middle card guys and girls. Yeah.
2: Um, so yeah, <laughs> get all walks of life in there. But what I will say is interesting is on this week's being the elite towards the end of the show, they're hinting towards the return to the fold of Marty Skrull. Uh, I know that there's still been a lot of discussion publicly, uh, you know, between fans about when Squirrel's deal is up. This is the first time he's been acknowledged on the show uh, officially since the the whole AEW split. So I I don't know what that's going to lead to, but I mean, he's kind of played out everything you can do in Ring of Honor unless they're going to put the title on him and strap him up now.
1: I wouldn't imagine them doing it now if they just gave it to Matt Taven at the fucking garden. Um, but uh, I got to imagine maybe in the fall, uh, yeah, Skrull yeah. is up on, what is, with his ROH contract. Apparently, uh, speaking of ROH contracts and working for ROH, apparently it was just a, a one and done feeler uh, for uh, Enzo and Kaz XL. Uh, yeah because apparently they got nothing else uh, no they have other. no
2: contract no yeah. further dates and apparently that wasn't even the angle they were supposed to work what what why did i miss that news what uh the booking for the angle was that enzo was supposed to reach over the guardrail and grab one of the briscoes not actually get over the rail himself oh
1: fucker went the business for himself man yeah, that Parker. that seemed
2: to be a great trend for Enzo and Cass. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, his hip hop career really took off, right? Oh but, yeah, no, no, no. yeah, yeah. Okay. It's
2: all him, all and, him and him and Jay Z, one and one A. They're just ah. they're just battling <laughs> yeah. it out for uh, yeah, greatest of all time. Um, yeah, uh, good luck with that, fuckos. Um, uh, oh. <laughs> you derailed yeah. me just completely on sorry, about, sorry, sorry. Thinking about Enzo and Cass. No, it's okay. They're the yeah I I don't I, I still don't understand what the the pr- point or purpose was of that but uh at the same time aew for all the people have been talking about their signings there was another bit of aew news that did slash didn't come out this week <laughs> it, it's still depends hard who to – ask yeah depends on who you ask it depends on on who you believe uh I I forget the name of the writer but the guys from the rap which is uh one of you know the actual it, it's a respected uh, industry website. Uh, they cover news uh, for movies, television, much akin to a Hollywood reporter or variety yeah. or so on. Um, he did an interview with 411 Wrestling and indicated that the AEW TV deal, quote unquote, was not a paid deal, but a pay for play deal, wherein AEW pays for the airtime.
1: Okay. I don't see a problem with this. I don't know why people are so uh, so so super uh, turned off by this. So AEW, yes. sure they have some names that people in the wrestling uh, mm-hmm. sphere know, but they are an unproven commodity. Uh, they're a new wrestling organization of which they're a fucking dime a dozen. Um, you know, there's there's so many of them out there, and they're trying to go national right out of the bat without building any sort of local fan base and then moving regional and then just going national. So not only that, um, they've never uh, had truly any event yet. <laughs> they, You know, sure they have stuff on the books and they're doing shows and, but still no word on taping schedule or, or, or anything like that. Um, and the fact that they are bankrolled by a billionaire. Uh, yes. uh, helps out a lot as well. So they knew getting into this, the cons knew that this was going to be a very expensive venture. And I wouldn't be surprised them being the, the prudent businessmen that they are, mm-hmm. if they're doing some kind of TV deal with Turner, if it is with Turner uh, or whomever it's with uh, that, they say, Hey, let's uh, let's sign a, a six month or a year deal. We'll give you X amount per hour of, uh, of TV time. And then we'll reconvene, you know, nine months into this thing and, and see how everything's working out and, and take it from there. Um, I, I think that even if it is, which, again, this was refuted by a number of sources, including Uncle Dave. Um, mm-hmm. If it is pay for play, I, I see zero uh, fucking problem with that, aside from the cons putting out a
2: bunch of money for it. So here's why I sit with it. And, and it's why for me, it's not great news. Pay for play a puts them completely in the realm of, of TNA territory because TNA had to pay to be on Fox sports one. Right. And that's where they burnt the most of their money. Yes. It was their best exposure, but it got them nothing in return. And we're also in this phase and, and everything I sort of understood about why AEW is even considered a thing. We're in this phase where different providers are paying a lot of money for live sports. So the idea on paper, to me at least, would be AEW exists as a way to build a competitor for WWE for that wrestling money. Uh, much akin to how Bellator got a deal worth millions of dollars from DAZN because UFC got picked up by ESPN. I mean, hell, uh, news even came out this week that uh, TNT slash Turner... Just made a deal with, uh what's the name of the group? I just set it up here. Uh, one Fighting Championship. Okay. Uh, who are like an international MMA group. They're paying them millions of dollars a year. I have no idea who they are. But they're going to do live shows on TNT. And they're going to have live events on uh, the Bleacher Report live app. I would think, and it, it's what I kind of assumed, the idea is, oh, AEW exists to get a deal like that. Where they get paid for TV time. They get paid for streaming content, and that's the revenue source that helps them generate new money and not just lose money.
1: Well, if that's the case, why was not Impact hollering up at uh, at Turner and saying, "Hey, we already have uh, an established product and brand for X amount of years yeah. with all this talent. You know, how about you give us some money
2: to put on a show?" I'd imagine that they did because something tells me that this TV deal that that Impact got, uh, got with uh, Pursuit, I think it's called. I don't feel like that was their first choice. Right. I feel like that's one of those things where you ring every number you can get, and when you get that far down on the list, that's where you go. I think impact as a as a television product has a, a weight on it, which is called the entire existence of TNA wrestling that makes them toxic. I and mean, yes, it's different management. Yes, pretty much the entire roster has changed, yes, the the TV show is different, but the fact is it is still the legacy brand of a, a pro wrestling company that routinely pissed off the network that it was on that routinely un- over and underdelivered. that routine routinely lied about who they did or didn't have working for them. Right. In case we forget how TNA lost uh, television coverage previously. Yeah. Uh, that would strike me as, okay, we need to start something new. So the idea that this goes from, okay, we are a pro wrestling show generating millions of dollars of revenue that it turns into we're a pro wrestling (laughs) infomercial. That's not great. Like that, that starts to chip away at the possibilities of, of what this could be. And I, I think that's why it, it's being looked at as such a, a net negative.
1: But it's it's such a unique sort of situation because this has never happened before. You know, anybody who's tried to to get, I don't know, did Impact just start like this as well? Did they have something going with, with shows before they found a TV deal? Uh,
2: Impact started on the weekly pay-per-view model. Okay. And then their first broadcast television was them paying for Fox Sports 1.
1: Okay, so they at least had some kind of things airing somewhere. Uh, shows right. had happened. Talent right. was signed right. and booked and stuff like this. Right. So these guys, I mean, I guess they're starting – they're kind of doing the same thing then with Double or Nothing happening before TV happens.
2: Right, and and the unfortunate thing is if if this becomes a pay-for-play product – And I'm, I'm hoping that it doesn't, this means there's no difference from between them and, uh, your local indie who buys time on a, you know, a small time cable network, small time, local cable network, local access, besides the size of the checkbook that's available to them.
1: Well, I mean, there's
2: the, it's in front of more eyes. Potentially. Sure. But they're also paying a lot more for those eyes. I, like, I I think the 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 kick to the pants here is in this day and age where everyone and their brother is being paid millions of dollars just to do a thing that they can't get that tells me they've already fucked up business plan number one.
1: Well, that that's if this report is true.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And that's the only reason why I think there was that level of doom and gloom surrounding it. And, and again, I'm not coming at this from a place of, oh, AEW is going to kick WWE's ass. I, I just want to see another successor. I want to see another group do well. I don't want this to become the AAF of professional wrestling. Right. I don't want to see another TNA boondoggle. I don't want to see another ECW rise and fall. I, I want to see more than one successful professional wrestling product in America. And, I mean, fuck, New Japan's getting paid to be on Access yeah yeah you're if you're telling me you can't get paid to be on anywhere like that's not great
1: well and and that's another part of the thing we don't know we don't know as to whether or not they got offers on pop or pursuit or some other thing but they wanted to go for the big dogs and if they wanted to go for turner if they wanted to go for for turner uh, if, for you know, legacy purposes for Cody's you know father's relationship with uh with NWA Crockett, WCW sort of thing. I, I I don't I don't I don't know. I'm not in these meetings. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying we don't know if this is a last uh last resort sort of thing or if this yeah. is what they're trying to do and this is the only way that they could get it done. We don't fucking know. Uh, yeah. So we can sit here and 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 pontificate for the next two hours about it. And it won't mean shit because we don't know what the fuck we're talking about.
2: Yeah, we don't. We don't. Uh, I just don't want this to be uh, another on the list of Cardi situations where a money mark and his money were separated because some wrestler wanted to play promoter like that. That's not what I want this to turn into. And, no. <laughs> you know, when I heard this pay for play thing, it was starting to line up as. Oh, boy. So Cody just wanted somebody to pay the bills so he could have all his dad's copyrights back. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> tremendous. Hey, game respect game. I'm sure he's getting paid handsomely for the money that he's leasing. But Jesus Christ, I don't want that to be what AEW is. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying all this about a pro wrestling product that has presented approximately zero matches so far. So. is true.
1: We don't we don't know what we're getting. We don't know what they're planning. We don't know what's true, what's not. We only know what they put out in their little YouTube videos. So yes. it's that's pretty much uh where we are right now. This is Pro Wrestling in 2019.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's what we've got. Uh one little bit before we go, uh this past Saturday was New Japan's Sengoku Lord show on 420 Blaze it. And uh <laughs> the main event the main I got Chris. <laughs> uh the main event very well uh very well regarded in the wrestling world it ended up being abushi against zach saber uh, jr for the out yes uh great fucking match great performance from both guys i don't know if you had a chance to see it yet Chris, yeah not yet. i was
1: very busy this weekend
2: these guys have had amazing matches against each other. And this is just another one I, I enjoyed also after the fact. Uh Zach tweeted at Abushi said, uh Abushi made I think we made the right choice all those years ago. Uh, referring to when they both declined WWE contracts at the CWC. Because these uh, guys got yeah. to main event a new Japan show. I, true. I and I never would have a million years thought it possible, especially Zach Saber, but uh Here we go. And Ibushi also announced a lifetime commitment to New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: I mean, that's just on words. I can't imagine that's part of his actual contract. I don't know. No, no. It's
2: not his actual contract but he's saying he wants the rest of his career to be in new japan pro wrestling so yeah that guy is uh totally locked in maybe because he knows that new japan isn't pay for play we'll see we'll see (laughs) that's 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 what broke up the golden lovers that's I don't, I don't
1: I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the breaking up of the Golden Lovers. I'm still oh. I'm still having a hard time coming to grips with
2: this. I am sorry, buddy, but uh, the biggest news coming out of that show beyond that great match and there's also a really great 5 on 5 uh LIJ and Chaos tag match uh is Abushi's next challenger for the IC title is Naito again. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and, and they have they updated the tour lineups to where there are now multiple multi-person tag matches with them against each other so basically if you are a bushi or naito's deck right now you are hoping that neither one gets tagged in that's pretty much <laughs> that <order.
1: laughs> so no word on our dear hiromu uh
2: no official word yet uh they are going to be announcing um in, I think in the wee hours of the morning, they're going to be announcing officially the lineups for best of the super juniors. Uh, yeah. And uh, I would not be surprised to see him pop up at the finals of the best of the super juniors. That should be in June. Okay. So All right. Uh, that's what I foresee there.
1: Okay. All right. I just, I just want to, I just want a little guy back.
2: Yeah. You just, you just want to know he's all right.
1: Want I, want- little, I want to see some of his new drawings. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
2: Holy shit, he's new Japan Simon.
1: How, does <laughs> yeah. I, how do I not what this <laughs> Hello, My name is Hiromu. I like <laughs> to make drawings. rings. In a bathtub with Danny <laughs> DeVito? Cheers. <laughs> Glorious. The Rough House Podcast is a <laughs> weekly podcast featuring one guy whose radio dreams came true and another guy who failed miserably at being a successful broadcaster. And Marty. Follow us at RoughHouseSGW on Twitter and Facebook.com slash Podcast become a donor to the rough house at patreon.com slash the rough house podcast and check out our videos at youtube.com backslash channel backslash capital u c e g j two one n lowercase w capital g lowercase k capital p m lowercase l capital d n seven lowercase c three lowercase r lowercase f u v q This is the The rough
0: house uh podcast with justin and christoph that's it fuck christoph he's terrible with his information okay hey this is the rock shut your mouth jabronis and listen up because this is the rough house podcast with justin and my least favorite man on the planet christoph and marty the preceding presentation was brought to you by the realm network Yeah, Macho Man 2K10, still alive, coming at ya, will be for years to come, it's my hip-hop comeback, ooh! Yeah, I'm the macho man, Randy Savage. I'm gonna grab a hold of Miss Elizabeth and that butthole rabbit, she likes it back there with my gray hair. I'm gonna put it inside. I'm jumping it everywhere. Yeah, you like the macho man coming at you, brother. I'm gonna grab a pillow and then I'm gonna smother you after we do it, after we screw it. I'm in the buff, I'm making stuff, I'm gonna fuck you when you're gone. What? Can we not do that? Is that not Why are you shaking your head in the booth? Make it a hidden track on the album. All right, that's it. I'm taking out somebody here. Talk man with his dong in his hand, walking around real strong in the southern states land. He's a racist. He uses the N-word. He's like a dog. He's in the backyard eating his own turds. He's a wrestler with a beer gut. He's had 17 wives in each. One's a slut. I did one in the back, one in the front, one in the mouth. The last one really had a smelly country music was his gimmick. He loved to strum his guitar. He ever got far besides the icy title. Hey, speaking of which, that Dolph Ziggler kid's really turning into something. Oh, he hasn't been hired yet. Sorry. I'm just predicting the future. Make this a hidden track on the album. Make it a hidden track. I'm coming at him with something else. Here we go. Yeah. CM Punk he will never quit, The guy's the shit, he's the best! CM Punk is the world! He's got two soft breasts covered in tattoos! He doesn't trust the Jews! He did- What?! What do you mean that's anti-Semitic? Is that not a thing?! Oh, fuck you! I once saw him barely tip a kid at a Jewish delicatessen. Oh, God, if we don't get this, I'm gonna have a stroke.